0: i want to slam fools on the mat. what a suplex cats give them belly the back rock bottom tombstone and a sunset flip so i need you to teach me that no way i want to slam fools on the mat. hear the crowd go wild when i win the strap moonsault sharpshooter and a out 2 so i need you to teach me that okay um the joke for the week which is going to be lame but i'm going to say it anyways um are you what kind of video game in the background Bitch, you know I'm always playing video games. It helps me concentrate. treat. With the
1: audio on? Huh? With the audio on.
0: Oh, I on. didn't even know. I didn't even know. Uh, you want to start over? No, no, no. This is staying <laughs> oh, in. Oh, my God. <laughs> now tell your joke. <laughs> oh, I hate you so much. Uh, what kind of business... Is the toxic person in the relationship in? Um, I don't know. What kind of business? They're in the hurt business. Ooh. Ouch. I really don't like that name for a stable. It's almost, it's almost as bad as BDC. It's just as bad as Retribution. Ooh, yeah, that's true. Or Aces and Eats. Ooh, that's pretty bad. Or the no, I was about to say the job squad, but no, the job squad's not, not, not that bad. They did. Uh, with the oh, rest- what, what about the core? Oof. Nah, that's pretty bad
1: Speaking of core, uh, if you if you were hoping to get some more uh, some, if you were hoping to get you know less of Wade Barrett on your NXT, I'm afraid I got some bad news for you.
0: Uh actually no, to be fair, I think everybody always wanted more uh Wade Barrett instead of less. Yeah, but I can't
1: use the I'm afraid I got some bad news if that if I went that route. Um but yes, Wade Barrett has uh, signed a one year deal to comment, to do commentary for NXT, um which can be extended.
0: Yeah, and uh, we did talk. We talked about Maro Anello being out now. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. He was a really good uh, voice for NXT. I think he was one of the best voices on NXT because, like NXT, like you know, they had, uh, they had a myriad of different commentators throughout, like especially throughout throughout the first like two three years. Corey Graves is a really good voice for NXT, um, but I think Maro Ranello was really like. What kind of brought him up to a, yeah he brought him up to a different level like they were more than just development but like that's what started making them feel like more special especially I remember him calling um, that ladder match when Ricochet debuted like I just remember yeah. how how Renato's voice just made it feel all the more special uh, but I really do like Barrett um, I like his commentating style especially in the, in the NWA um, yeah so let's see how well it works out in the scene although it could be that different.
1: It shouldn't. It. Um, I had a good expectations for him, so. Yeah. Um. And do you think he's gonna have a gimmick at all? I can't hear or do you. Do you think he's gonna play it straight? I think he's gonna be straight faced. Like I don't think he's gonna do. I don't think he's gonna do the whole heel color commentator stick because that's not really what NXT is about.
0: No. Yeah, that's true. They. It's more kind of like down the middle. Um. Like they don't have like. A uh, Jerry Lawley to play to the the play by play, Jim Ross and stuff like that. Um, speaking of the NWA, did you hear about Primetime Live? What was that? Did you hear about Primetime Live?
1: Dude, you keep breaking up on me. Oh crap. please.
0: Uh,
1: um give me one second. That's- no. Worries. we'll just edit this out and post what's what is editing you don't edit <laughs> no we do not edit at all just just like Monday nights and my sex were always raw and uncut
0: I'm very much sure that your partner is gonna be so happy to hear this <laughs> um, love,
1: if, if my girlfriend's listening I love you
0: his girlfriend's listening, I don't blame you for punching him in the face later on. Because if the people that listen to this know you, they're going to know hers. So there you go. Um, did you hear about uh, Primetime Live? Primetime Live? No, I have not. Okay, so the NWA has partnered up with uh, the United Wrestling Network, and mm-hmm. they're what they're doing is they're kind of doing the old TNA NWA method where they have weekly pay-per-views instead of just a weekly free show. Okay. Um, So the other night on the 15th uh, was their debut for their weekly pay-per-view series. And in their main event for the NWA World Heavyweight Championship, they had Nick Aldis versus Mike Bennett. That's right, yeah. So they had, yeah, they had that, and then uh, Mike Bennett uh, came down to the ring with uh, Maria Bennett, and she took up the Bennett name in the show of solidarity with her husband. And from what, I, from what I heard, it was actually a pretty decent match. Um, Bennett's like kind of came came kind of close, but he looked um, he looked he looked about as good as he used to back in ROH. He,
1: I mean, he looks better now than when he did when he was in WWE.
0: Oh yeah, no totally. He totally got back into better ring shape and I understand. like I, I think he was dealing with some stuff when he was in WWE, so that kind of contributed to why he was kind of you know on the bench for a bit. Um but yeah, he looked he looked really, really good. And I he has nothing to be ashamed of for that. Uh for his losing effort in uh in that match. But that's gonna be interesting. Um and apparently um there was a lot of uh, glitches, screaming glitches, throughout the broadcast, mm-hmm. and uh, apparently that made the that made Aldis and Bennett rush the match. And so Nick Aldis, as the world champion, went on Twitter and said, "All I can say regarding the issues with the pay per view tonight is NWA fans deserve better, and you will get it. Also, we busted our asses on what time we had to deliver a mean event, and Mike Bennett is a quality professional, and he deserves your respect." That's, I
1: mean, Nick Aldis. Nick Aldis is a class act so
0: yeah he's a really good dude um, I've, I haven't really heard anything um, negative about him especially in TNA I think uh, Eric Bischoff really likes to sing his phrases a lot on this podcast um, but for next week if you are so inclined to check out a pay-per-view weekly um, their main event for next week is going to be uh, Thunder Rosa defending the NWA World, Women- World Women's Championship against Priscilla Kelly ooh that
1: should be Great. interesting. Yeah, I we might have I I might have to watch it and report back on this because uh, damn, that that sounds like oh, it's going to be
0: dope. Yeah, that's going to be really interesting. Um, so speaking of other uh, promotions outside of the big two right now, um, did you have you watched any of the uh, the peer tournament uh, ring of honor?
1: no i have not unfortunately um roh like i have dropped off on so hard and it's i I
0: need to get back on it i know to be fair so have i um but like since they weren't really doing anything they weren't doing anything uh, during this whole covid situation uh it kind of made it feel more fresh i guess for me because like i I haven't really had to keep up with any storylines other than this one major storyline where everybody's going after the peer championship um, yeah. I was able to actually catch um, catch the recording because for some reason it's on at like 4 in the morning my time um, and so they have the first two I mean, matches that makes total sense because it's 7am you
1: know it's 7am eastern time
0: yeah that's true um so I saw the first two matches, and those are the first very first two uh, opening matches of the tournament. So we had Jay Lethal versus Don Castle, and Grisham versus uh, Wheeler Yuta. And so okay. I kind of I kind of started the Lethal and Don uh, match kind of late, but it was still really good. Um, it's obviously a lot different than your normal professional wrestling match because it's uh, you know it's the pure championship, so it's more focused on actual like wrestling. Um, obviously the rules are 15 minute time limits for the opening round uh, you only get one uh, close fist hit you get three uh, rope breaks 20 minute I mean sorry 20 second uh, count out all this good stuff um, yeah and it just, I just I, I kind of forgot how talented Jay Lee is like you like we kind of go off of like all his past stuff but like he still has it and Dalton Castle too Dalton Castle like he he has a lot to offer I I want to see him with
1: uh, a championship again. He is an amazing talent. But who... unfortunately... Sorry, Bob. Oh, no. I'm just saying he's an amazing talent who... I mean, he should be on the top list
0: of any promotion. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, Dalton Castle came up short in his, uh, his efforts, so uh, Jay Lethal moves on. And then we had um, Wheeler Yuta versus Jonathan Grisham. Jonathan Grisham was still a beast. Um, I haven't seen a, a match of his in a while. Wheeler Yuta is the one that I wasn't familiar, familiar with. Um, and I like that when they're doing the commentary and they're doing like the high vote for these people, they also mention kind of like their their exploits outside of Ring of Honor. They made it mm-hmm. a point to say that Wheeler Yuta has one had one win over Jonathan Grisham outside of uh, ROH so it made it the match seem like okay like you know they know each other so Jonathan Grisham might have um uh you know my uh, he he's equally matched I should say or like there's some stakes for, for Jonathan Grisham um the there was a couple of problems the only a couple of problems that I had with this match was that um you know obviously the way these ma- you know wrestling works is that the finish is always is usually, you know, planned ahead and so you're kinda of working backwards from the finish to whatever else the matches. is. Um, so like there's parts of this match where they would go for a pinfall, but then like by the two count they're already kind of giving up on like holding the pin, if that makes yeah. any sense. So like when Willow Yuta had Jonathan Grisham in a pin, he had hooked the leg, but like before the ref even counted two, you could see him already dropping Grisham's leg. And it's just like, okay, well like that kind of takes me out a little bit. Um, but it was, still, it was still a good match um, uh, Wheeler, Yuta taps out uh, to Jonathan Grisham and then earlier um, Fountain Castle lost to Jay Lethal by pinfall but this I this is a really good tournament um, I am looking forward to the rest of these matches next week uh, or this upcoming week we're going to have David Finley versus Rocky Romero and uh, Delirious versus Matt Seidel that's um, going to be amazing o- yeah, those are going to be really, really good matches. I already have my Hope- DVRs set up. Uh, for Hopefully the- Matt
1: Seidel doesn't uh, slip on anything.
0: Oh, God. Yeah. I love how, too, that um, it, during VTE, that they try to like kind of cover the tracks or at least make it into a storyline. <laughs> uh, if you don't watch Being Daily all the time, um, uh, they did a storyline where um, Michael Nakazawa uh, got really – Because he wasn't going to be in the Casino Battle Royale at all out, so he decided to um, sabotage Matt Seidel by covering that top rope where he tried to do that Shooting Star Press in with uh, baby oil, therefore messing him up. So like they're so like they're making a story. They're not really so much just covering their tracks, but they're just like using this as as an opportunity to do something funny. Uh, And I thought that was cool. That's gonna be. I thought it was.
1: Yeah, I thought it was gonna be interesting to
0: see how. It's gonna be interesting to see how long Seidel uh, lasts with AEW or ROH. Or ROH. I mean, we're gonna see this at uh, this this weekend if you know he sticks around or he sticks around at. It's a crazy wrestling world we live in now. It is because I we're we're gonna talk about AEW in a little bit, but um, AEW is doing uh, some stuff that the WWF used to do back in like the mid '90s, where they would have. You know some people from different promotions coming like you know the even the even the nwa because they have the new midnight express or the new rock and roll express or whatever the fuck jim cornette brought um when they were the nwa world stack team champions mm-hmm. and you know they brought people from japan from michinoku Michi- pro and all this stuff so AEW is really trying to like broaden the horizons by working with other uh, companies and uh, bringing in other talent just you know to kind of give especially right now because a lot of these companies aren't putting on their own shows, I think it just helps remind people that okay, like there's these people and they're working for these companies, so you should probably go check them out um, so it, I think this this works out in everybody's favor it
1: is a it it is a breath breath of fresh air um i I really really love like what the wrestling world looks like right now uh, that being said. So this past, I mean, we're not going to really go too much into the reviews of Dynamite and, and you know, NXT this week. Um, they're both fantastic shows. AEW was hands down like a five out of five show this week. Um, f- fuck, even NXT was a five out of five show this week. They're both fantastic shows. Uh, we'd be here for hours talking about going into, you know, deep dives of it. But uh, one of the kind of more interesting things that kind of happened was uh, during the match between Eva Lisa and Thunder Rosa. Apparently, they started shooting on each other in the ring.
0: Really, I didn't hear about this.
1: Yeah. So it is uh, like uh, so apparently
0: because uh, you know there uh, is Lisa, like ish, has she had problems before?
1: I'm assuming so. Um, so sources said that the match would actually have been edited, had been edited down a bit because of the, you know, because of the shoots that was going on between between the two of them. Oh, yeah, because the-
0: they're not always live, that's right.
1: Yeah. So it's been said in the past that Ivalice has a temper and attitude problems, and that's why that's prevented her from being signed for most places. Mm. So that's kind of interesting. And so, apparently, yes. like, uh, what happened – so, what started out was, uh, you know, Evilise was working – was not selling some of Rosa's offense. And mm-hmm. uh, that caused Rosa to give her some pretty stiff stuff. Yeah. So, they just kind of were, like, at it in the ring against – So,
0: if people want to see, like – What was that? those it says those in attendance thought that the match was going to have to be edited, but we weren't told whether or not it actually was.
1: No, we were not. But it's interesting nonetheless, like I I wonder how it's gonna affect um Lisa's push because her and uh Diamante just won the you know, Deadly Draw Cup.
0: Yeah, they did. And so that that kinda makes them a little bit more prominent figures. That what you would think doing that, they're gonna have to they're gonna stay around a while. But yeah, I, I mean that's that's kind of that's kind of unprofessional on if that's true on E part, because like it's one thing like and you know, this stuff happens especially like you know, in Mexican women's wrestling. Like in Mexico, like when we heard what was it, Rosemary and um uh, what's her name? Uh, you know what I'm talking about right sexy star I think yeah uh, you know when they were in Mexico how uh, things got kind of rough in the ring and that was because somebody took made an assumption or somebody didn't like how something went so they kind of start shooting at each other and like that happens down there and that's kind of regular but like when you do it up here like you have to stay professional no, no matter what like and you know unfortunately it sucks uh, you know uh, people's tempers get that way um, but it 's not something that should be allowed because again you're in you 're in the ring with somebody that you're supposed to be trusting with your body and plus like you're especially when it's like inner company like you know inner company promotions or whatever like it's it doesn't it's not a good look like you're you're gonna break down so many negotiations if you 're gonna be acting like this because you're still like you're representing a e w you know and you're having you're trying to you know tie these bridges with uh, or have this relationship with the NWA, and you know, you, one of your women stars is doing this. Like that's not a good look. It's really like, not to,
1: good. Like it's
0: who's really, to say really if they good. wanted to, if they wanted to take uh, Nick Aldis, like have Nick Aldis there or something, or even their uh, their uh, United States champion or whatever there. Like who's to say that you know one of your male talents is going to do the same thing? Like, if, yeah. It's
1: good I 100% agree. Um, by the way, did you so you watch Dynamite? I'm assuming, right? Yeah, um, did you see the uh, did you see the parking lot brawl between best friends and proud and powerful?
0: Uh, yes, that's what I was gonna say. Um, when you said <laughs> that AEW was a five, I was gonna, I I would have given it a five, just the only thing that that brought me down a little was um, Eddie Kingston's promo because I was kind of confused.
1: Yeah, Eddie Kingston, like Eddie Kingston. I don't think he's found his, I don't think he's kind of found his place yet within AEW. But the parking lot fucking brawl, like, just, it won me back over.
0: Oh, yeah, that was incredible. That brought me back to, um, remember back to Rob vs. SmackDown, I think, like, 2005-2006 when they had the parking lot brawl uh, option, like, you know, when Eddie and Ray did it. Yeah, like, you know, I was going to say. car, the car That was so it, cool. It,
1: it reminded me of Eddie Guerrero and John Cena's parking lot brawl. There we go, Eddie and John Cena. Like, it was so good. It was so good. Like, oh, uh, Trent's back was just a wreck.
0: Yeah, I'm surprised that he was able to get up and, you know, get to do van like that. Like, I'd be in so much pain. That, that slam looked really bad,
1: um, so, but it was incredible. Apparently, uh, numbers don't lie, though, so this week's Dynamite drew an average of 886,000, which, which is down from the 1 million viewers they had last week. However, NXT was 698,000, down from
0: 838,000. So who do you credit that to? Who do you credit the high viewership for AEW? Like, I mean it, you can, cause like whenever you go for for buys or whenever you go for readings you always go to the main event so does this say anything about how popular best friends is you
1: think? it's possible i mean i think people so it's a storyline that has been, been building yeah so people want to see the payoff
0: and then when you add in the stipulation of a parking lot brawl, that, you know, mm-hmm. um, it's it's going to be a hardcore match of some sort. And mm-hmm. you kind of want to see the setup for it, which was obviously a really good setup. It, you know, it, it was obviously official, but it felt more, yeah, it was it more like the fight it was supposed to be.
1: Mm-hmm. Now, uh, oh, to quickly touch back on your, on your Eddie Kingston thing. So during that promo, he told the Blade that he needs to get his house in order. Yeah. And people were just like, what the F does that mean? Yeah. And so uh, it's being talked that, you know, because Allie is the real life wife of Blade. Yeah. So it's being rumored that she's going to be joining you know, their are going back track.
0: to the Blade and the Bunny. Yeah. So. Yeah, that's what I was thinking too. Um, but I kind of like um, well, the Nightmare Sisters aren't really doing anything. It seems that whenever Brandy Rose does something, it doesn't really last that long. Yeah. and I, mean, I don't know. If, I mean, I don't know if it, like, I wouldn't, I was going to say it. Maybe it's because of, like, how she's perceived that, like, maybe she doesn't want to give herself too much, like, you know, screen time. Or maybe because she's just super busy, uh, you know she does have a lot of other stuff to do in the company yeah. like, you know, like Cody and all of them.
1: AW Heels is really, 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 really important right now.
0: It is because I think it's important to have a safe space for uh, women who like wrestling, have a passion for wrestling that never really feel uh, part agree. of the community.
1: I 100% um, agree.
0: But like I don't know. Like, I I kind of like the Nightmare sisters. I like the whole, is Allie gonna turn on QT? And then, I mean, it's probably gonna happen now sooner rather than later. But I kind of like the idea of, like, you know, you, you go the long run with this. You make this last a year where, you know, Allie was just getting in it, you know, was just trying to get to the Nightmare family to fuck over QT for whatever reason because of the butchering the Blade. But then You know, she ends up really liking QT or something like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. I would
1: like to see some long-term booking out of that, but it is what it is.
0: We'll, we'll see what happens with that. But yeah, that's interesting. I, never, like, I just noticed that, that Brandy Rose doesn't really stay on TV for a moment.
1: Yeah, she really doesn't. Um, so, yeah, Jackson Riker's an idiot.
0: What did he do this time? 'Cause we knew
1: this some months ago. <clears throat> so months ago he, you know, promoted a pro tweet a pro Trump tweet about, you know, you know, Trump. during the height of the Black Lives Matters movement where you uh, know, yeah. talking about Law and Order, blah 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 blah, and then that took pretty much Forgotten Sons off of TV. It got it got
0: him taken off TV and got him a lot of heat backstage yeah Um, with other performers so
1: he uh so now he was you know i guess promoting a anti-masks you know movement tweet so i'm trying to open it up on twitter but of course because now
0: you know he deleted his tweet I was about to say, I think the only person I can think of, that uh, the, uh, the only other prominent person I could think of that was kind of anti-mask was Jericho. Mm-hmm. But then again, he wasn't even that loud about it. And also, mm-hmm. he did end up changing his stance. Um, oh my god, did you see, while well, you're looking for it, but did you see that video of a group of anti-maskers, quote unquote, storming at a target?
1: Okay, so here is the tweet in question that he was promoting. So it says uh, the tweet he retweeted was, Oh, we see what you're doing there. Now rise, now raise those masks, now raise off those masks and enjoy your trip. And then to uh, something that he was replying to, he just said, Ha ha ha, this made my day. Lay down, lay down your freedom, brother. Rise, rise those masks, they do not look good. Doesn't even make fucking sense. He doesn't even know how speaking. speak English. Yeah.
0: Um, wow, I don't, I not fucking understand. Like how, what? I want to know what happened in Jason Riker's life that he thought being oppressed is fun, because that's what a lot of these anti-masters are doing. And, like, I think it just means that we have to bully people more. Like It's such a shitty response, I know, but I'm just like, you want to be oppressed so bad that you cannot wear a piece of cloth for, like, an hour. Or you can't wear a piece of paper over your face for an hour, especially if you're just going to the store or something like that. Or even if you're lucky enough to work in an office building, you don't always have to have it on. Like, I don't... Fucking
1: get it. I don't get it either. Um, I'm done on the topic though, because fucking. I I just yeah. feel sorry for, I just feel sorry for everyone else in forgotten sons because they're going to, like they're legitimately nice dudes and they want you know. Huh? They uh, don't yeah. deserve the shitstorm that they're getting because of him. Yeah, because apparently
0: they were supposed to get a uh, run with the tag team before mm-hmm. all this bullshit happened, uh, and, yeah. that's uh, kind of gone now.
1: So, uh, WWE may be in some really hot water soon. Finally, I mean, what? Um, what happened? Th- what happened? So... Chris McCumber, who is a network executive for Sci Fi and USA Network, who's been with NBC Universal for over 20 years, is oh. now exited the company. So he was a strong supporter of WWE for programming for the last 20 years. Oh. And yeah, now he's gone. Roller. Well so, he's the one who spearheaded negotiations for all the WWE contracts, for and gave them all these like lucrative TV deals over the past couple years. Yeah. So, it should be interesting. Um, Meltzer says, you know, that the that the move will directly lead to that the move will lead to some big things like, once those contracts are up, are up renewal.
0: Yeah. Yeah, because, so. especially with the programming the way it is, and the numbers being what they are, sometimes, like, you know, he used to say that, uh, you know, especially with SmackDown, if, if Fox is going to want to renew them, and if they do renew them, you know, at what fraction of the price are they going to put up on the table for WWE?
1: Oh, yeah, they're not going to get the same... They are not going to get the same... Uh deal that they got before?
0: No, not at all. And I don't blame Fox for for not doing that for them. That's interesting. What do you think?
1: Um, I think they're gonna have to take a big like WWE is gonna have to take a big hit on their on their next uh, contract negotiation deals, and even more so. Like for example, the Saudi deals. Like you know, they're they can't go to Saudi and do shows, so they're not gonna get that money.
0: So who knows how many more people are gonna lose jobs because of this now?
1: Yeah. Yep.
0: Because Lord knows we they care about profit over the the quality of their product. Remember, there's no there's no product there's no there's no profit to be had if you don't have quality content because people can only take so much, and then what you're kind of left with people going to the network, you know, for old content. But then again, like again, people can only take so much of your shenanigans before they don't even want to subscribe to the network because that's subscribing to your bullshit. It's a lot. It's it's a chain reaction that could happen. I just wanna see if it does happen. Yep.
1: Um quick side note, AEW video game is still in the works.
0: Yeah, it's been in the works for quite a while. Um What's her name? Uh, Aubrey Edwards had talked about it one time on their podcast.
1: Yeah, it's weird. I didn't know she was into video game design until, like, after, like, till that interview with Kenny Omega. Yeah, um, she, had
0: talked, she had talked about it too on the, on the AEW podcast. And, like, yeah, she listened um, to video games that she, she was a part of. It. I was like, Jesus Christ. So,
1: if you did watch Rod this past Monday, uh, you would have you're saw so the. <laughs> what was
0: that? I, I said you're so lucky if you didn't watch Raw
1: So if you missed out on Raw, there was a match between Mickey James and Asuka in yeah. which uh the referee called for the bell, and apparently like so, people thought it was a botched finish. It, well, technically it was a botched finish, but yeah. the the referee legitimately thought uh Mickey James was passed out. Uh uh-huh. And uh, yeah, he just caught it on the fly to like you know, ended early, but apparently she wasn't, yeah. And she was just like, shit happens, yeah. She's so yeah. good at wrestling that she manages to that she managed, you know, to actually pick up the, the referee, yeah, yeah. Um,
0: and you know, that that obviously doesn't help. You know, the botched finish, that doesn't help. The conspiracy theories about her marriage to make all this and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And how that affects her her working at WWE. But, I mean, again, accidents happen. He was, you know, for the well-being of, you know, somebody in wearing, so he can't believe him. So,
1: uh, ROH weighed in on uh, their talents using Twitch and other forms of social media. Uh-huh. And uh, yeah, so for those who don't know, WWE actually tell talents, you know, you can't use your stage name, you can't, you, you have to use a real name. And apparently, in some cases, WWE owns the real names, really. Yeah,
0: oh, that's true because some people do use their real name, if that's so, part of the contract, yeah.
1: And so, uh you know, this is coming from Fightful Select. So, you know, go sign up, pay for it, because, you know, I don't want to have to pay for everything. Um, Sean Rostap does a good job there. But Fightful is, you know, reporting ROH, encourages their talents just to stream on Twitch and thought, you know, appearing on these challenges could help could help build their personal brand and help the, build the company brand. Impact yeah. already... Impact already has a relationship with Twitch, and has not discouraged talent from appearing at this time. Impact has no restrictions when it comes to Twitch,
0: and apparently AEW doesn't have any restrictions right now either. Which I don't see why they would.
1: Yeah. Uh, apparently Lance Serato is gone. Really? What happened? Well, I don't know if he's gone. Gone. Uh, he posted up a picture on Instagram saying goodbye with his mask in his hand. Um,
0: that doesn't sound cryptic at all.
1: Nope. So either we're getting a Lance Dorado
0: heel turn or he's gone. Interesting. We'll see what happens. Yeah, I mean, if he was if he was already gone, we would have heard something. is really good at releasing those future endeavors. Yeah, it's true.
1: Um, Ivar poor fucking Ivar how's he doing he, looks like he's going to miss a year ooh so yeah he's going to miss a year from that dive day he took so he went to Alabama on the 15th to get surgery and it looks like he's not going to be back until late 2021 ooh that sucks yeah so that's well, as, as long as he's
0: okay not, to be, that, not yeah. to be a dick but it's not like the the viking Raiders are doing much anyway. i mean they really aren't it gives really him and his partner a time to a chance to rest and uh is it eric or is it you are that's married to sarah logan i'm sorry what was that is it eric or Evar that's married to sarah logan
1: uh, Eric is. Yeah, well, um, he gives
0: Eric some time to, to make be babies. with his, his wife. Um, make was, more babies. I was going to say that, but sure. <laughs> um, did you, so did you see that my Pretenda finally said something about his being released?
1: No, I did not. What do you
0: say? So basically, he talks about how he got furloughed in April and so he didn't know if he was going to go back, but you know he was just like, okay, if I go back, I go back. If I don't, I don't. Um, but he's like, I'm 62 years, 62 years old. Can, to be quite honest with you, it was harder and harder to do all the traveling and keep that pace. It definitely helps being a little younger when you're trying to keep the pace you have working. Uh, have to working for WWE. I've really put on a lot of time on the road. And it's kind of nice being home. My wife and I have been married. It'll be 36 years in October, and all but three years of that, I've been on the road. Damn. Boy. That's, I mean, that's dedication to the business. Um, but unfortunately, yeah, that's something that you hear a lot of, um, you know, from, from wrestlers, especially those who retire and end up being in a backstage role. Um, so, yeah, he did um, he did an interview with the uh, Two Man Pirate Triple Wrestling podcast. And so uh, the rest of that is on their podcast. But, I mean, I, I, that's what stuck out to me the most. Um, and he does talk about uh, his sons, Dallas and Bray Wyatt. Um and kind of you know, he especially talks about Bray and how you know how creative and stuff like that and how he had no idea like even he didn't even know the fiend was coming. Like that's how like, you know, secretive that was. Um, the
1: Fiend. Yeah, the Fiend was one of the greatest hidden things in, in But America I mean it's,
0: it's but as you know, these furloughs and these and these firings have come, you know, we've obviously been very um very critical of WWE because this really isn't the time to be firing people, but I'm glad that, you know, uh, Mike Pretenda has his piece with it and he's happy to have the time now that he will with his wife because, you know, he, he's been in a lot for the business and he deserves to, to chill now.
1: So, uh, earlier this week, Russell WrestleVotes, you know, reported that somebody from WWE is, is not going to resign their contract, which is a common theme.
0: You let it be Jeff. Please let
1: it be Jeff. So one of those rumors was uh, Ricochet, and oh yeah, kind of, yeah he kind of addressed the issue with uh, you know, saying about the rumors going around, and it was, you know, it was it's a gif of uh, it's a gif of uh, why am I Leonardo DiCaprio from Wolf of Wall Street, where he's saying fuck no. Oh. Uh-huh. And so he said, but seriously, where the hell do these rumors start off? I've never once said that that I'm leaving to anyone. So for those quote-unquote dirt out there, maybe check your facts before you blast some trash on your website for some clicks.
0: Yeah. yeah it's really random. Uh, I can, like, you know, a lot of people get really mad at it, whether it's because, like, you know, again, it's a lot of misinformation that gets spread, or because, again, like, it's just things in their personal and work life that, you know, don't need to be told through dirt sheets and stuff like that. Um, but, I mean, even if he d- did want to leave, I wouldn't blame him.
1: Yeah, he'd been so underutilized.
0: Um, and especially, like, like, I wouldn't say he wasn't... In NXT, they used them pretty well. Maybe not to uh, the best of his abilities, but they use them pretty well. But on the main roster, it finishes. It went from superheroes are real to hey there's ricochet. Alright. Ricochet everybody. Like
1: to hey, remember Ricochet?
0: And then it goes to who's Ricochet? Yeah. And then it goes to you're not from Boyle Heights? What the fuck do you mean you're from Kentucky?
1: You know, I still want to see a Prince Puma versus Ricochet match.
0: I still, and uh, I want it to happen in Buenos I need it to be in
1: a Buenos Aires street fight. Yeah. Yep. Me too. I I just I, I need that in my life. I very very much need that in my life. But um, anyways, according to uh, some other rumors, the dirt sheets going on, there are two, there are two superstars that are going to be leaving soon. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Or sorry. A top Roth star is gonna be leaving soon.
0: Well, what's their definition of
1: top Roth star? I don't fucking know.
0: They don't have a, they don't have so they the, so do they not say or like are you just like are they being what? vague about it?
1: They're just being vague
0: about it. Okay, so they're basically doing what Dave Meltzer always does, and they do what basically um like fortune dollars at the carnival, do they just make vague statements and if they happen to be right, they happen to be right? Yeah. Like it, It's like it's one of those things where it's just like you're gonna fill up your car with gas at a, during a day in the week. It's just like okay, yeah. But like, can you be a little bit more specific about the here? Like now, here's something I don't know. Here's
1: something that's more interesting. So apparently, there was a uh, scrapped idea that went around. And of course my Apple Books would open one up in the middle of doing something. So there's this idea that was running around about keeping the New Day but having them on separate brands. So having Kofi oh. Kingston having Kofi Kingston on the raw brand and then having Big E staying on SmackDown, they both would remember remain members of New Day when, you know with the matching gear and all entrance the whole yeah. video package. But would be in compl- the singles divisions for each separate brand with uh with Xavier Woods returning to manage both men.
0: So Xavier would be the only one you know brand hopping essentially. Correct. Okay, um First secondary question, why? why? I have no idea why. And for the second how does that even make sense like yeah, they're part of a fucking, um, they're part of a fucking stable, but they're not together. So, yeah, I mean, like, I get it for branding or whatever, because I want people to forget the new day, but also, like, that still doesn't make sense. It's like, if you take all the members apart of the NWO and put them on different brands, that doesn't really make them the NWO. I think that's, that's, that's kind of stupid. It's probably going to happen, but it's stupid. It's...
1: It's probably going to happen so hard. Like, it's not even. Like oh, by so the way, like, uh, congrats to Will Hobbs for uh, signing with All Elite.
0: Yeah, that was, uh, I mean, everybody thought that he was already signed, but, I mean, apparently he does he finally, like, actually sign now. And he's already signed.
1: Oh, you broke up there. In
0: the main title picture. Yeah and So I said like I thought like So he's in the main title picture And that says a lot About well For Eddie when He's from Oakland either Yeah and So uh,
1: Congratulations You recently bought The AEW Wrestling ring Right Yeah I did have you been able to find any of the uh, action uh, figures? No,
0: I haven't. have not found action figures. I haven't found that second ring that's supposed to be more realistic that comes with the Kenny Omega. I ha- the only things that I've been able to find are the action. There are the rings and the title belts. So that either says that we haven't gotten action figures yet, or they're just going really, really quickly. Because I've gone, I've gone to Walmart almost every time that I go out. I even went to the house to go check, and I still find nothing.
1: Oh, God. Do you know what Adam Pierce's Twitter handle is? What? Scrap daddy AP.
0: Um, you know, anybody that has daddy in their hand just makes me uncomfortable.
1: <laughs> it really makes me so uncomfortable.
0: I don't want to have to refer to you as daddy in any sense. Or in any form.
1: You don't want to refer to him as your scrap daddy,
0: bro. I don't. I don't even want my kids to call me daddy. I think I'm just gonna have them call me brother or <laughs> My kids are gonna have to call me father. Yeah, see, that sounds uh, that sounds like you know at least like my kids are civilized or something like that. They're yeah, probably gonna be eating their own shit, but at least they call me father. <laughs> yeah,
1: no, my kids are not gonna call me daddy for shit or
0: or sensei. Or, um, wouldn't saying master, but no, yeah, that's yeah. even worse. Um, I don't know, dark, dark, something, dark father, I don't know. Uh, uh, something. Oh, uh, ugh. I like uh, you, Sensei. You know what? We're getting on to a different subject. Anyway,
1: um, anyways, that's the news. Do you have anything else you want yeah. to add to it?
0: Actually, I do. Um, Kurt Angle is finally sided with all of us. What do you mean? Kurt Angle uh, has finally said that Baron Corbin was the wrong guy to retire him. I uh,
1: uh, yeah no no shit he can say that now because he's fired. He did
0: it. Yeah, see well yeah because like you know when it first came when he was interviewed the first time he was being nice about it but he did an interview with uh, Pro Wrestling Junkies and he wanted you know they asked him about that and had, he goes on to explain that like he wanted. Cena to be his last match because you know, he started Cena's career and he wanted Cena in his career. Um, and so you know, Vince told him no, that it's gonna be Corbin, and if but if you want Cena, you have to wait another year. And it's like, okay, that's weird. And like, it's not like they had, like, again you could you could have built it up, you had enough time to build it up to be Cena because all Cena did was just come and uh, interrupt the Elias. It's not like he had this whole like storyline, really, yeah. that you had to take him out of. Yeah. I, I think that's just lazy on Vince's part um but like you know angle says that he couldn't on la- another year um so you know he seen him um but then he says i don't want to say i had the worst retirement match but wrestling baron corbin wasn't exactly my dream match back then he just wasn't there oh so he wasn't at the level um but you know he should have been he's still not at that level Oh, he's very... I mean, he's hated, but I mean, as far as, like, a performer, he's, he's really not. There's... Wait, uh, there's and, a
1: difference... There's a difference between heel heat and go-away heat.
0: Yeah, he very much has go-away heat. Uh, But, yeah, and then you, you think of other people that had really good retirement matches, like Ric Flair and Shawn Michaels and, you know, somebody like Kurt Angle, you would think they would give him you know, the opportunity of having, like, a really, really good retirement match, but they're like, no, nope, you're with Corbin, bitch. They're like, hello, Corbin. Uh, say hello to Daddy Corbin. Um, so, oh. I think, obviously, that's that's something he, he's really disappointed about. But he also said, uh, they also offered him, or sorry, they also asked him some questions about, you know, how he feels Roman Reigns is right now. And, like, why he like, you know, if he has any opinions on why people rejected him as uh, as a, the top babyface in WWE. And he said, you start well and work your way to the midcard. You win some matches and you lose some. Then you win some and get to the main event level. And then you're going to lose some matches again. It's not like a meteoric rise to the top. You go up a little bit, then down a bit, then back up a little, then down. It's, oh, my God. It sounds like he's teaching you how to do cuddling Um, it's so the fans can get (laughs) it's so the fans can get used to you and get used to seeing you in that situation the example today whether you like him or not he's a ring general and the guy is incredible Roman Reigns, the problem with him is Vince just took him from zero to hero and the fans are confused wondering who is this guy the thought was just like who's this guy and what's he doing here and he wants to be Vince's guy and if that's the case I don't like him The heel turn has been a long time coming which is true um yeah And that's very much true, because, like, I don't know if you remember, I remember specifically when the S.H.I.E.L.D. broke up and when Roman was injured, I was looking forward to kind of, like, just seeing him go up and down, like, not really being pushed to the moon, but I knew, like, sooner or later he was going to be the thing, but once they really just kind of strapped that rocket to him, I was just like, why? Especially when he had still had, like, Daniel Bryan and stuff like that, and, like, other people. Yep. I agree. And it's, it's like, I, I suggest going to, switching out that interview. Um, it, it's really, I really like creating a little um, thing sometimes, especially now that he's older than
1: Where can people so, find this interview at? Uh,
0: they're at Pro Wrestling Junkies podcast, I believe. Pro and, and, so, oh. Wrestling Junkies, and then, yeah. And then uh, Wrestling Inc. is the one who uh, wrote a transcript of it, just in case you don't want to listen to the whole thing. Cool, cool, uh, cool.
1: That's why I like that. So, where can we find you at on social media?
0: Oh, social media! I was going to say you can find me at behind any Kentucky Fried Chicken. Um, But if you want to find me online, I am at pending two fifty seven on Twitter, and you can also find me on our uh, Facebook and Twitter for this podcast, TNDW Podcast. What about you, Donald? Where can they find you on the internet?
1: You can find me on TNDW Podcast as well on both. On both Facebook as well as Twitter, and you can also find me on my personal t- social media accounts at E L D O N B R U J O. That's Eldon Brujo. You can literally find me anywhere with that. Um, yeah. So, would you say that's the show? Um, I think that's fucking one.